0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, our favorite club in the Bundesliga and our favorite club in Germany. And once again, we'll explain why it is not the greatest club at the moment. Um, Garrett here in Metro Detroit. We're going to be doing something. A little bit different, but also very fun tonight um, with this episode, episode 304. Um, And that is, as you know, uh, a kind of a a new way to go about this um, while uh, we are, you know, dealing with everybody's uh, what people can do and so forth on that. We're trying something new. So um, that fun and adventure, um, still going to be talking about our. Favorite Moody Diva, and that is Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, in the week that was, is what I'll go over. Um, starting off with last Thursday, uh, De Adler traveling to Belgium to take on Union saint Galise in Leg One of Europa Conference League. Um, however, this will be t- that fixture took place in Brussels as opposed, uh, due to uh, USG's main uh, stadium not meeting UEFA's uh requirements stadium requirements for hosting for competitions so USG uh, was playing at Anderlex ground and for a moment it seemed like this day that the match was uh looking like friendly ground to diadler Um goals very early on in the match started off by Ferris Chaibi in the third minute um off of Sasa Kalajic assist. In the tenth minute Chaibi fed kolajic who made it 2-0 um, a really hot start um, For Yadler in that match, but USG woke up, uh, stepped the tempo up, and in the 31st minute, a bit casual of uh, playing the ball from the, in the fa- defense led to a turnover, and Matias Rasmussen uh, cutting it down to 2-1 off of Mohamed Amora assist. From there, it was um, USG's continuing to step up uh, the pressure, um, especially focusing on balls that were going out wide and closing in and isolating Niels and Kuku. Um, match was 2-1 at halftime. And then, unfortunately, in the 68th minute, um, Frankfurt not being able to clear the ball out led to Gustav Nilsson managing to poke one past uh, Kevin Trapp, um, with the Rasmussen this time being the playmaker, gaining the assist there. Uh, for a moment, it looked like there was a chance Frankfurt would be able to get something when uh, Union Saint-Gilloise went down to ten men thanks to Charles Van Hout, the second yellow card. But that was not to be the case. Two 2 the final after leg, after the first um, after the first leg of this tie, um, a draw would have been something I would like. I was really hoping to get going into this match. Um, unfortunately, giving up a two-goal lead in the manner that we did really, really stings. Um, just, I think we are just too casual defensively at times, which is a shame because it seemed like in that match, we really started to nail out the, um, attack and what was working and, you know, Lincoln Shaibi Marmosh and Kalajic here, uh, Aurelio Buta having looking like a, having a decent game as well. Um, but it was not meant to be. Uh, Union Saint-Gilloise showed why they're currently tops in the Belgian league and why they are have been a difficult side in any of their European matchups this year. Um, you know, then fighting back from two goals down and having the right mindset for the most part, to, even when they went down to ten men. I mean, it shows why they are where they are right now. So, um, so that ended two-two after leg one uh, with the second and deciding. Uh, leg of this fixture taking place later on this week, um, but then the next thing that took place for Adler in the week that was, was the Frauen traveling to Leipzig uh, to take on air Erbe, um, who are uh, going into the match, were uh, two points ahead of the drop zone, and Once again, in this fixture, um, much like the first fixture that took place this season between both teams, uh, Leipzig jumped out in front. Vanessa Fudala in the 11th minute, uh, 1-0 to the host. Uh, From there, there looked like there was plenty of chances for Diadler to get an equalizer. Um, Just wasn't seeming to go in, and at the same time, Leipzig also had chances to... um, expand their lead, uh, which, unfortunately, they did in the 91st minute. Uh, Fudela got her second goal. It was there that I turned the match off because I was disgusted with what I was seeing at my desk. Must have been good luck at the moment because Ramina Chiba made it 2-1 uh, to one in the 92nd minute. But, unfortunately, that was the final score in that fixture 2-1 to Leipzig. Um, I'm even more frustrated with this one than the men's uh, performance in Belgium the day before. Uh, that being just because of, I think some of the substitution choices that we made during this match. Um, we went into this match with Laura Freigain, um having a position where one more yellow card would have left her unable for the next um league match which is Bayern in a couple weeks time and while she didn't get a yellow card in this match it was the substitutions the people that came off in place of her that kind of concerned me one nil down in the 69th minute we did a double substitution Uh, we took uh, Verena Hanshaw off for Belara Achikaz and then we took Nicola Nyomi off for Shakira Martinez and in my moment there I'm like why isn't Frygain coming off as, as opposed to Anyomi? We then make our third sub in the 85th minute which Romina Chiba came on. But again it was for instead of Frygain it was for PSFE Volter. So I just didn't like the approach and I thought we were playing with fire and it's something that you know we've seen from time to time regardless of the men's or women's side with this club. When we don't make the right decision, so um, that is the, in the end, just a frustrating, another frustrating weekend uh, result for the Frauen in a Frauen Bundesliga table that unfortunately got a bit tighter. Um, Saturday, uh, Nuremberg took hosted Wolfsburg and was happy when that match was done because Wolfsburg put nine on him. Yes, Nuremberg won, Wolfsburg nine. Uh, Bremen took on Freiburg. That was nil-three. Freiburg with the away win there. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen took on Hoffenheim on Sunday. That was 2-1 to the visitors, Hoffenheim over Leverkusen. Bayern with a 2-0 win over Essen and Duisburg with a nil-nil draw against Köln. What does that mean for the Frauen in the table? The Frauen are still in third place at 26 points, but that gap is nowhere near as distant as it was even a week back. Hoffenheim are now two points back in fourth place with 24 points. The gap between second and third is now nine points between Wolfsburg and Frankfurt and 10 points between first and third with Bayern Munich tops at 36 points and the Frauen's next opponent on March the 9th. Um, The next last part of the um, week that was for Eintracht Frankfurt saw the men travel to the Black Forest to take on Freiburg. Um, Freiburg, like Frankfurt, also had European competition on Thursday, a nil-nil draw in Launce in the Europa League, and... Frankfurt rode out with a little bit of rotation, not too much from the lineup that was out on Thursday. A 3-4-3 shape, uh, Kevin Trapp in goal, Tuta, Hasebe, Pacho, the back three. Um, Buta Shikiri, Gotza, Max, your midfield four, and Shaibi uh, and Marmush on either, basically playing number 10s uh, behind Sasha Kalajic. Unfortunately, um, a sub had to take place in the 11th minute. Uh, Sasha Kalajic went down non-contact and when he went down you knew something uh something was unfortunate um and we unfortunately found out the next day that it was two ligaments torn uh by sasha Kalajic, serious knee injury um you know expected to be out for the rest of the year unfortunately this is not the first time Kalajic has suffered a major uh leg injury like this um You know, we just hope that it's as speedy of a recovery as possible. Uh, But Ansgar Knauf came on in the 11th minute, and a little bit after that, uh, the Adler opened things up, Philip Max feeding a ball into the box, Omar Marwish capitalizing, 1-0 to the visitors. However, three minutes later, uh, Ritsa Dolan uh, equalized, Uh, unfortunately, just... Uh, saved by Kevin Trapp, unfortunately, put the ball back in Freiburg's direction, which uh, Doan equalized. Five minutes later, Einskar Knopf made it 2-1. Um, Marmish with a great feed to him. Um, and we were looking good, but I don't know how to describe this, what led to Freiburg's equalizing goal, as just what the fuck. That being a bit casual uh, in the back line, much like what happened on Thursday, a ball goes out to Tuta, who puts it a weird a dangerous ball back to Makoto Hasebe by the time Hasebe goes to take the ball there's a Freiburg attacker coming on him Hasebe unfortunately catches his foot i'm putting that more on the ball that Tuta attempted to give him but unfortunately that meant there was a penalty uh, awarded to the host, which Vincenzo Grifo equalized in the uh, Fifth-minute stoppage time in the first half. 2-2 two two at the half. Um, Einsmar Knopf made it 3-2 to, to the visitors. Another feed for Marbush. Great strike by Knopf. It's uh, seventh in league play this year. And it looked like for a moment that things w- we may go to the favor of Adler, But, unfortunately, old uh, bad habits defensively, unable to clear the ball ball in the box by Noah Weishaupt in the 89th minute. Met the head of Mikhail Gregorich, close range, 3-3, and unfortunately the final in Freiburg. Um, I'm really happy with how our attack is, but I am very, very concerned. um, One, with our defensive errors and the amount we're committing and being unable unable to hang on to the lead. Uh, for the third consecutive match, um, just if we're gonna ha- make something have something meaningful out of this season, it cannot be we cannot be having defensive lapses like this constantly. So um, I mean, I appreciate I enjoyed. Uh, how marbish Chayibi, chaibi and Knaf were linking off after kalajic went off um but now we gotta see like what can we do to stem the flow of mistakes on here so this match Freiburg and Frankfurt had a bit of a delay much like um ever, most matches in not only the German, in the top flight in the Bundesliga but also five Bundesliga I'm going to hand, uh, transfer it over to Nathan in St. Louis, who's going to go into a bit detail as to uh, what were
1: the protests and why the protests were taking place. Nathan, here you go. All right. Thanks, Garrett. Excellent stuff there on the games in the weekend. So, yeah, the fan protests. Um, I'll try to keep this short, uh, but sorry if I go a little long. So the fans are unhappy about the two-thirds vote of the members of the DFL, the which is the, the German Football League. Um, So 24 teams voted yes on the outside investment deal. Eintracht voted yes. And um, Eintracht and the other teams have a desire to remain competitive with the other leagues in Europe, namely the English Premier League. Um, This deal would allow for a certain number of potential investors to bid against each other to win an investment deal with the DFL. Some basics here. Uh, More investors would mean more of a chance to push the bid to higher values. Um, So this deal would give the DFL an influx of money in return for an 8% share in future TV rights. And importantly, the outside investor would have more of a say in the product both on and off the pitch. This is why the fans are upset. And this is where 50 plus one comes in. So 50 plus one says that the fan should have input in the direction of the league. And the Association of German Ultras have stated that they have not been given their due seat at the table for the discussions and um, before the subsequent votes. And where they have, and that's like Mainz and Hanover, the representatives of those clubs went against the wishes of the club in their membership and cast a vote for yes for the investment deal. The Ultras and fans in Germany just want their seat at the table and get a new vote. Now, there are some new details that are bringing the situation to a head. So one, after seeing the foment and protest by fans, Blackwater, one of the two, two remaining potential investors set to bid on the deal, has backed out. That leaves only one, one potential investor, CVC, which is an investment firm based out of Luxembourg. So detail number two, prior to match day 22, the league said that there will be no second vote for the investment deal. So that set off a bunch of new protests about this potential investment deal. So, match day 22 last weekend. The protests were louder and more visible than ever on TV. A majority of the Bundesliga matches were delayed at points due to the chocolate coins that we've seen now. Tennis balls at Dortmund. Um, yeah, all being thrown out on the pitch, causing delays. In particular, the Hamburg-Rostock match was delayed. Oh, fuck Rostock, by the way. There were That one was delayed while two remote-controlled toy cars were let loose on the pitch with smoke flares, and that caused some mayhem. And as you all know, Eintracht versus Freiburg was delayed, um, and all the players were sent to the dressing rooms for the chocolate coins and other things being thrown onto the pitch, as well as a model airplane being thrown from the Eintracht supporters, um, which invaded the pitch and uh, Freiburg goalie picked up. Um, For me, it was... Probably the more entertaining aspect of the match. Um, Yeah, that was a shit show. Uh, (laughs) So point number four, the league fearing more negative press is now calling for a new second vote, oddly. Um, And I would have to credit the protests that are going on for that. And reportedly a new vote would only require a simple majority vote. So the fan groups are now stating right now, as of today, as we record, that they will double down on protests with this new provocative, simple majority vote. So that leaves us with what could come. So with one investor left in the pool, we can deduce that the bid process, if it proceeds, will be very quick and the Bundesliga, the DFL, would not get anywhere near the $1 billion that they were expecting to net. It would likely deflate the value of the Bundesliga and the Bundesliga 2 while leaving the league's beholden to a long-term deal that may siphon TV and ad money away from the league for a significant period of time. So that, that's, that's a huge concern uh, from the financial side, but it also uh, the concern from the fan side is that they're not getting their democratic uh, voice in this business deal. And that the game itself, the the match day presence in every stadium will change over time. That's a, that's a legitimate concern. So if the investment deal happens at all, the DFL changing the vote shows that the protest is working. Uh, will CVC pull out? Will CVC pull out leaving no potential investors? It could happen. It could happen this week or it might happen not at all. But there is more pressure being put on this deal. The story's not over yet. For me, fan participation in the game is why I love Eintracht in the Bundesliga. In no other league in any other part of the world do fans have such a demonstrable opinion and effect on the product on the field. Against insurmountable odds, gigantic corporate machinations. Um, so my hope is that the Bundesliga stops comparing itself to the other leagues in Europe and leans fully in on its what makes it special the special game day atmosphere is brought by the fans from Kiel to Osnabrück to Augsburg to Union Berlin everywhere in Germany lean into that lean into the fan driven league okay enough out of me so i'll now pass it back to garrett for the fucked up stat time <laughs> All right,
0: thank you, Nathan, for um, filling us in on all that took place protest-wise this past weekend across Bundesliga uh, and Spy Bundesliga in Germany. And now um, it is time for a unfortunately be- recurring, becoming a recurring subject uh, topic in on the HefPod, Pod, and that is fucked up stat time. Fucked up stat time is a two-parter. So it's going to start off with the Frauen who lost for their fourth time this year in the Google Frauen Bundesliga. Unfortunately, like the first two losses, they came in pairs. Uh, The first two matches of the season saw Frankfurt Frauen lose at at Essen and at home to Wolfsburg and their most recent two losses have been to Wolfsburg away and then um, Leipzig on the road also. So, Here's hoping that the uh, Adler can keep it that and making it up worse than what this run is on the front one. We'll find out in a couple of weeks' time. But unfortunately, this ties in to the main fucked up uh, stat t- of today. When we did episode 300, Chris and I, one of the things we had talked about uh, was. Chris mainly, although I also played with Firebright, predicting a two-nail clean sheet uh, for us at Cologne, was um, our intentions of what we'd like to see happen with the Moody Diva. In particular, Chris wanting to be the, willing to go to Frankfurt to bury the Moody Diva. Um, that Moody Diva seems to be really, really fucking pissed off at us. Since that um, recording has taken place... The men have played uh, a handful of four matches. They started off with a 2-0 loss at Cologne who went into that match only scoring 12 goals and it was a and Frankfurt wound up with two red cards in that match. And then the last three matches have all been draws, all been blown leads. The Union elise match was a two-goal lead blown and the Freiburg match was three leads blown in one match. The Frauen appear to get away from um, this curse early on with wins against Essen and then a Pokal win against Freiburg. But unfortunately they've lost their last two matches as mentioned to Wolfsburg away and Leipzig on the road. Um, How long will this curse continue? Hopefully the admission of this curse stems the t- stems it uh nips it puts us in the right direction i'll take a little bit of heat for the um 2-0 clean sheet production against Palm but i'm also going to put a lot of this on chris which is actually pretty funny cuz i now i'm going to hand- transfer it over to chris to go over with
2: hashtag #what are we drinking chris take it away hey everyone chris here in grand ledge michigan Well, as I say that, I realize you have no clue where that is. Hold up your right hand, point to the center of your palm, and that's where I'm at right now. Um, Anyway, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of soccer this weekend. Uh, You know, life gets busy. It gets in the way. Uh, Unfortunately, I got one of those day jobs that takes way too much time. But a little disappointed with the draws against St. Galise and Freiburg and extremely disappointed with the women's loss at Leipzig. But I'm not going to bullshit you with a breakdown that I just can't give in honesty. So I won't. Um, but I will get into a subject I did participate in this weekend. And I think the reason Brian keeps me around because I contribute weekly for this one. And it's hashtag what are we drinking? Um, it's still the whiskey winter where I live. Um, that's the era that I'm in, as the kids say right now. Uh, but. It's about to be 60 degrees Fahrenheit this week, so the earthy, real flavorful whiskeys are going to get mixed a little bit. We're going cocktails as we hit these warmer temperatures, at least for now, because seven days from now, it's going to be cold as hell again. Um, this won't be a paid advertisement, but it's probably going to sound like it. Uh, I'm going to hype up one of my favorite spirit shops in the world, and that is Spirits and Spice. Uh, the location that I go to is in Washington, D.C. They've got locations basically anywhere you can have fun. Uh, Boca Raton, Sedona, Chicago, Las Vegas, and Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Just a great shop. Uh, lots of high-quality spirits that they produce in-house. Um, others that they source from around the country, from other producers. They do olive oils and wines and brandies and other liquors. Just outstanding stuff. Uh, really unique flavors. And the cool thing about them, spirits and spice will ship. If you live in a cool state, we're not allowed to ship alcohol into Michigan here, but if you live in a cool state, uh, they can probably ship stuff to you. So yeah, check them out uh, Washington, D.C., and DuPont Circle, Connecticut Street, and Connecticut Avenue, and R Street Northwest. Or, um, you know, check them out, spiritsandspice.com. Uh, for me, the old fashioned this weekend. Um, love to hear what you're drinking. Hit me up on social media at C and the D 313 or halfpod.com. Uh, yeah, but that's all I really got for you this week. Uh, I'll be hopefully drinking some of spirits and spice best stuff during the on track match this weekend. So I can give you some football talk next week. Uh, but for now, I'm going to send it back to Brian for segment two. Uh, he'll hook you up with more information that you need to get into the next weekend of the Bundesliga. Until then, um, whatever you're drinking, whoever you're drinking with, and whatever you're drinking to, I'm right there with you as I say, Prost. Stand by for segment two with Brian.
3: Segment 2 of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, Brian and Casey here to talk about the Bundesliga and a little bit more. So, yes, we can talk about the pharmaceutical team sitting atop the Bundesliga with an 8-point gap on traditional leaders Bayern. We can talk about the fact that Bayern has dropped two successive Bundesliga matches in addition to that in-between Champions League match. For a total of three straight losses, if they have a fourth at uh, this weekend when they play uh, Leipzig, that will be, if they lose, the first time since Giovanni Trapattoni was the coach of Bayern that they will have rattled off four successive losses in all competitions. Something that some people listening to this podcast may not have been alive to have experienced. It's kind of crazy when you think about that. So, who is really making a name in the Bundesliga? Is the team in seventh place just below the Eintracht? It is Werder Reimen, a traditional Zavarian who has been piling up the victories, piling up the points, ever since we entered the spring. I think minus... Leverkusen, they have earned the most points of any team in the Bundesliga since the Bundesliga resumed after their winter break. And if a team was to enter Europe who hasn't been playing in Europe, Vortigern would be a great team to represent the Bundesliga because their fans will take whichever competition, whether it be Europa League or Europa Conference, they will take that opportunity with both hands and travel in mass. We saw that a little bit with the clone fans. We saw that. We see that obviously with our own fellow Eagles, the Eintracht travel like a swarm of locusts invading stadiums and making uh, entire regimes of sporting teams in Spain collapse in front of their very eyes, (coughs) Barcelona. (laughs) And you know what? good on them for uh, being able to take losing a full crook in the fall and, you know, making one or two moves in the winter and they're just hitting it off right from the word go. Congratulations to them for doing so well. And I think with them playing Darmstadt at the weekend, their upward trajectory will just continue. Moving to the Europa Conference as the Eintracht are playing in the second leg at the Valde Stadion. Look, folks, this is the sort of team that we knew would be difficult, as we saw two goals conceded uh, to Union Saint-Gilain in the first leg after we took a commanding 2-0 lead, what, 10 minutes into the first match? We're looking at a Union team who still leads the Belgian league By a canter, they're running away with the league and like really, really running away with it in a manner that we have attributed to Bayern when it comes to the Bundesliga at times. And you know what? For them, the league is becoming a foregone conclusion, but Europe is something that they want to have a real run in, so... We're going to get their best shot. We're going to be, get their best shot when it comes to playing at the Valde Stadion. The Valde Stadion is always going to be loud. It's always going to be an epic sort of atmosphere when it comes to a European match. So the question is, are the players ready for it? Klasic uh, being out, that really is a kick in the dick. But you know what? There are other players who can go out there and play. Um Look, I'm not exactly sure who's going to be leading the line up top in his place. But the fact of the matter is, we have the players to be able to handle this sort of a situation. And I would think that the Eintracht will come out all guns blazing. I expect Knauf to continue his red hot form. And I expect the Eintracht to move forward in the competition into the round of 16. We'll see who we get. Um that draw still needs to be made. We'll see who we get in the round of sixteen. And yet ye if we you just never know in a competition like this because there are just so many teams that are looking at this as this is their moment to shine, their moment in the sun. The question is, are we gonna be Icarus who flies too close and gets burnt? Or are we gonna be a smart eagle who's able to outmaneuver everybody else? to grab that trophy in Athens. We'll see. It's going to be a very enticing match, and I can't wait for the Eintracht to get underway this Thursday. And, yeah, good luck to anyone who is able to acquire a match ticket or still trying to get to the match itself because the atmosphere will be buzzing. Speaking of buzzing atmospheres, typically that is the Vodged and it might be... I don't know. We got a big Sunday, uh, slate of matches as the Eintracht is one of just three matches for the Bundesliga for this Sunday, but that's because of the European, uh, Friday players, uh, Eintracht and Freiburg both playing on this Thursday in their respective, uh, UEFA competitions. So Eintracht hosts Wolfsburg. So this is going to be the least attended match of the season. That's typically is when we welcome the Volkswagen diesel gate of a club to the Stadion. But what did Wolfsburg do at the weekend? You know, uh 1-1 draw with Bayfell Look, Bayfell got an early, early goal. And they thought, oh, we can uh, just see this out. Not a big deal. You know what? You would think that Wolfsburg in... This Nikukovic form, you know, entering this match, 23 points from 21 played. It's not like in other seasons that could be, you know, a fireball offense for Nikukovic. But the thing is, the, the team looked like they were fired up for that match. But the thing is, Wolfsburg has had blips where this has happened you know, they lost 1-0 to Union, uh, on the road. Could only muster before that a 2-2 draw with Hoffenheim. It's been a minute since they've had a victory, uh, in any of the competitions because they had a draw with Kuhn and Heidenheim and to, and Mainz to open up, uh, 2024 after getting, you know, beaten by the likes of Bayern. They had, you had to go all the way back to them going to Darmstadt and winning in Darmstadt. Not the easiest thing to uh, pull, as the Eintracht found themselves, but Wolfsburg doesn't really scare a team, and they've been just kind of like a lifeless dead corpse just going match to match, just getting through it. I don't think that they... If the I'm to come away with a victory, I expect Niko Kovac to probably get sacked because what is there? Like, the, There's nothing to the team. Granted, even a firing. What does that really do to a club like Wolfsburg? Because they don't have... like You need to have a man with a plan months in advance if you're going to be making a coaching change. Have someone with the ideas to be able to inspire players to want to play from. And I like Wolfsburg and I say this is the team, the right time for the Eintracht to be playing them and will be the team that is able to solve Eintracht's recent woes when it comes to uh, playing in the Bundesliga whilst being sandwiched between European matches. So I'm expecting first uh against uh, Union and St. Joe because I did not make a prediction. I'm expecting Eintracht to go extra time. And after a 1-1 draw. I'm to go to penalty kicks and somehow, some way sneak it through. It's going to make us all bite our teeth down our nails down to the nubs. And then we'll go up against the Wolfsburg. You'll think that they're going to run ragged all over us because we're a little tired. You know what? We'll get a pair of goals early in the first half, but that will be a Wolfsburg team. who will then be like, nope, we're done. You know, got our pail ready to go home. Did our shift. It ended up being a turd. Not a big deal. Third team who's just not got uh the gumption in them to go match in, match out with that sort of fighting spirit. Which is something that we saw when Eintracht was under Niko Kovac. You had a fighting team, despite the limited talent that was on display initially. And Wolfsburg has just you need a magician to be able to fix that that could be a team in the long term something for the Bundesliga to have success from but you got to have all the stars aligned. and really it's just a it's just a money pit that just you just throw money onto the fire and watch it burn and nothing happens so that being said those are our predictions for the Eintracht 2 matches for this week. Uh, Eintracht over Union Saint-Germain via penalty kicks. Going to be dicey. And Eintracht, mm, you know what? I think the final score will be 3-1. to one. I think that the Eintracht will get a garbage-time goal after conceding a goal in something like the 60th-ish minute, which makes people piss their pants. But, you know... Uh, there won't be enough fight in the Wolfsburg to be able to push all the way on the Eintracht, and the Eintracht will come away with the three points. But, hey, you know what? It's not my money if you want to bet it. That's on you. So, ways to get in contact with the podcast. In case you have any gripes to throw at me, you can find me on Twitter. That is Orp X, at K-A-C-S-G-E, the podcast handle is at H E F Pond. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt on Instagram is where you can interact w- with us there. And hey, you can also get a hold of Garrett. Garrett can be found on Twitter slash X at GM Comatz. You can get also in contact with Detroit's SGE at Detroit SGE. And, of course, throw dirt in the face of Chris in Detroit, or should we just Chris in Michigan, let's be real, at C in the D 313. And, of course, this podcast is always produced by our Earthwall man, Nathan in St. Louis. You can also... Find him on, uh, hessen.social slash, uh, at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. And of course, com where you can find the latest match stats when it comes to the Bundesliga matches for involving the Eintracht. In case you have not noticed, uh, no Frauen corner as, uh, the intern- as the international break is upon us. So you just had the earlier match report to, uh, what you to wet the appetite of Frauen discussion. So, until next time, folks, uh, follow us on all of our social media uh, uh, platforms. You can, of course, follow Tankard at Tankard Official. Uh, they provide our music uh, for this wonderful podcast that is made by fans for fans. Till next time, tschüss. Oh,
1: fuck Rostock, by the way. Some <laughs>